got Ingram and Camara. That's thunder and lightning. Cool breeze on wrestlers. That's Good afternoon. Big question of the day. Can the New Orleans Saints lure Dez Bryant to the Big Easy? Graden, the 2018 draft class, and that includes the potential Drew Brees successor. All on the next episode of Houdet Nation Live, brought to you by 24-7 Sports, where we talk your team all the time. I'm your host, Brandon Long, alongside us, special guest Patrick Walker from Dallas Cowboys on 24-7 Sports. We've got a lot of insider information here on Des Bryant. We're going to jump right into it. Patrick, thanks again for coming on special occasion. We don't we don't get big timers <laughs> like this in studio all the time. I appreciate you guys having me, man. I'm just a small town guy who uh, tries to know some things about the Cowboys is all. And that's interesting because fans that are coming in right now, why in the world do we have a Cowboys writer on? Well, let's jump into it. Des Bryant still in the headlines, still is a free agent. Uh, we want to get some feedback from you. Moving forward, what is Des Bryant looking for his next team? Well, Des Bryant said that he was not looking uh, for money. It's not about money for him, and uh, that's evidenced by the fact that he uh, would have taken a pay cut with the Dallas Cowboys. They never offered him one, which is proof that they wanted to move on um, from the Mercurial wide receiver. But uh, he went ahead and turned down, reportedly turned down, the multi-year uh, deal from the Baltimore Ravens. News just came out recently today that that deal was worth upwards of $7 million. Um, I believe a season. We'd have to double-check that. But nonetheless, it's clear that it's not about money for Des Bryant. He's looking for a one-year deal. He wants a situation where he gets to bet on himself, prove himself, and kind of parlay that into uh, some big money in 2019. So it's not about money. It's more about who's the quarterback. They have to have a good fit for him, his skill set. So look for a team that either has that with youth, be it someone like the Houston Texans with Deshaun Watson, or a veteran who can immediately send him back to Pro Bowl status. You're talking about Aaron Rodgers or somebody like Drew Brees. Well, that's a, and that's a great point. If you look at all the comments, a lot of hate for Des Bryant right now. And so, but with that being said, you said it's not about the money. What is that going to cost to bring in a Pro Bowl, uh, Pro Bowl wide receiver like him? Well, a couple days ago, I, I floated the idea that um, I see him landing, or I saw him landing, anywhere between seven to eight million dollars. And ironically, the news came out today that he turned down the seven million dollar deal from the Baltimore Ravens. So that pretty much puts it right on par with what I was assuming. But Knowing that now he's not looking for $7 million, you're probably going to be able to get a talent like Des Bryant anywhere from maybe $5, 6000000 million. If you look at the market right now and what players like Sammy Watkins was paid, that's actually a steal based on uh, Bryant's pedigree. And so, and as Saints fans will know this too, Mickey Loomis is notorious for giving lowball offers. And so with, uh, with, with Des turning down that reportedly $7 million a, deal, uh, a year, that plays right into their ballpark. Now, as far as... Injury concerns, that's been a big question as of late for him as well. He is aging. Should Saints fans be worried about the potential of a nagging injury? I wouldn't be concerned about that with Des Bryant. Uh, he has had some recent injuries, uh, or I should say some injuries in the recent uh, seasons, the last three more or less, but he's only missed three games out of the last 20 or 32 regular season contests he's been available to play. He started 29 of those games. He started all 16 games of 2017. Uh, he's completely healthy right now. He's making sure the world knows this via his Instagram posts. He's out there working out with Odell Beckham Jr. He's working out with the route guru, um, trying to get you know his game leveled up and improved for the 2018 season. And I just think if you look at Des Bryant, he's completely healthy right now. This is a guy that has a lot to lose. He's betting on himself because he could 
could have gone with the multi-year deal with right. the Ravens and had security until he retires. But he wants to lay it all on the line. And if anybody knows Des Bryant, like the New Orleans Saints know Des Bryant, he plays better with a chip on his shoulder. Correct. And there's never been a chip on his shoulder as big as the one he's carrying going into the 2018 season. So one last question before we let you go here. You're kind of seeing some of the comments coming in as far as um, how he would fit in this New Orleans Saints offense. Saints just signed uh, Cameron Meredith from Chicago. They still have Ted Ginn Jr. You have Michael Thomas, who's a Pro Bowl wide receiver. They draft a wide receiver. Where does he fit in in the mix here? I think with with Dez, you're going to look at him kind of sliding in to the spot that maybe Willie Sneed left behind when the uh, Saints decided not to, you know, uh, keep Willie Sneed on on tap. Um, but I think this is a situation where you look at you got a play caller like Sean Payton. Um, Lee and the staff, he's going to find ways to make it all fit. Sean Payton has never had an issue making a lot of talent fit onto a 53-man roster. Um, so when it comes to dropping someone like Des Bryant in, I think he's going to be an immediate impact player for the uh, for the New Orleans Saints if he chooses to go that route, if the Saints pursue him. And you'll probably see fewer snaps from Des Bryant than you've seen in the past few years. But in the end, I think that Sean Payton is more than talented enough to make it all work as it should. And if Des Bryant goes to a team that's already as dangerous as the New Orleans Saints, right. watch out, NFL. Watch out. Well, there you have it from our Cowboys insider, Patrick Walker. As the world turns with Des Bryant, that continues. But don't – let's keep in mind, we've got a little pettiness from Sean Payton. As soon as he was released a few weeks ago with, <laughs> with the Cowboys, he immediately followed Des Bryant on Twitter. So the Message – he sent the message. If you want to send Patrick a message, go follow him on Twitter at Voice of the Star. It's going to break down any kind of Dez news that may be floating around out there. Um, if you had to take a guess right now, Dez to the Saints, how likely is that to happen? Um, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'd put it at about a 5 because this is a Texas boy. He doesn't want to leave the state of Texas, and if he does, he'd like to remain close. And the the Saints obviously have a team built for him to win, built for him to succeed. They play in a dome. Cowboys were a dome team. Um, so I think it's a 50-50 shot. I don't think it's a, a reach by any stretch of the imagination. It's just really going to boil down to what some of these other teams are going to offer him. Um, don't take a team like Green Bay Packers off the table, no sure. matter what Dez says. There's history there. <laughs> but if he can team up with Aaron Rodgers and you know give a growing kick to the Dallas Cowboys at the same time, he'll do that. I think the Texans are going to be the primary for me. Um, but the Saints are very much in play whether that's out there in, uh, in the world right now or not narrative-wise, don't count out the Saints just yet. Well, there you have it from our Cowboys insider. Don't count out Des Bryant to the New Orleans Saints. Patrick, been a pleasure. Thanks so much for joining us. As always, Brandon. Thank you for having me. And like I said, if you want to follow him, go over to Twitter right now, at Voice of the Star. And we're going to get into the Saints draft as well as some undrafted free agents that are making the news right now. Uh, and Patrick, you are good to go, my friend. Again, thanks for joining on uh, Who Dat Nation Live, man. Appreciate it. See you guys in the regular season. How about them Cowboys? All right, as far as now, we've got even bigger news to get to. Quarterback situation moving forward. As we know, Sean Payton was a little uneasy as far as going into this 2018 draft class. Now, he did, did he shock the world by signing a quarterback? And, and could that quarterback be the next successor of Drew Brees? As you know, yesterday, the New Orleans Saints reportedly signed Ohio State Buckeye JT Barrett to a three-year deal. Now, some say that looks like it's for the future, but let's break it down what that means. All undrafted free agents signed three-year deals, and so that's no shock there. That's nothing new. 
But what is interesting is that quarterback room just got a little bit more crowded. With that being said, you do have Drew Brees. He just recently signed a two-year deal. You have Tom Savage that just signed to a one-year deal. And oh, by the way, you still have Taysom Hill that everyone in this room loves to talk about. Sean Payton loves him. He's been a big contributor on special teams. But now, what does that mean having JT Barrett on this roster come to camp? Is it just to have an arm or is it to actually make some noise? If you go back to our Saints page, James Parks just recently wrote this morning that JT Barrett could legitimately come in and make a lot of noise on this Saints roster. As you know, he had an up-and-down year uh, career with the Buckeyes, but let me tell you, broke records at Ohio State and the Big Ten. One of the biggest records he broke was actually Drew Brees' record, so there's a little bit of a connection there, but as far as what he could bring, he's dynamic. He's got to work on his accuracy. We know he's mobile, and we know Sean Payton was willing to take a chance on a mobile quarterback because with the love affair that he had with Lamar Jackson leading up to the draft. With that being said, the quarterback situation just got a lot more interesting, and New Orleans would love to hear your comments as far as if you're for JT Barrett or you think that Tom Savage will be the backup quarterback behind Taysom Hill. So we'll move on from that, and... With that being said, the NFL draft. Uh, The New Orleans Saints came in. A little surprising. Uh, They had needs that needed to be filled. Uh, Mostly with the defensive end. Quarterback situation, obviously, we just talked about. They addressed in as an unrestricted free agent. Uh, Outside linebacker, tight ends, and an offensive lineman. Now, we're going to grade this. And I'm going to tell you, I'm still a little uneasy about this draft class. And I'm just being completely objective here. Uh, as far as Saints fans. I'm going to spit some cold, hard truth to you. Um, With that being said, the Marcus Davenport draft pick still has me a little baffled, and it's not because what the team gave up. They gave up a first round for next year along with another uh, mid-round pick. That part doesn't scare me. What scares me about Marcus Davenport is how raw he still is as a football player. He's not a seasoned pass rusher. Now, is he fast? Yes. Is he strong? Yes. But as far as honing in on that pass rushing skills, he still lacks some of that. So now you're throwing all your chips into the basket this year. They sent a clear message, the Saints did, when they traded up. This is the year they are going to make a run for the Super Bowl. You know the window's short with Drew Brees with the two-year contract, but this is the year. That's what they sent, trading up to take Marcus Davenport. Now, with that being said, the pro to that is, if he does pan out, say he's an 8-10 to 10 sack in his rookie year, best case scenario, he's rookie of the year. Best case scenario, the Saints go and win up in Atlanta with Super Bowl 53. Now, worst case scenario is he doesn't pan out in his, in his first year, and that's not a bad thing. They're asking a lot out of this young man coming in. But with that being said, you could potentially give up a higher first-round pick next year, and that window for that Super Bowl run with Drew Brees just got even smaller. So, It's a big risk from Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis. But Sean Payton already came out and said that Marcus Davenport was their guy from day one. It was a no-brainer. With that being said, we're going to move on to some other hits and misses. Right now, we're going to give the Marcus Davenport uh, draft grade, we're going to give him a B-. Now, obviously, performance, we can look back at this time next year and say it could be an A+, or it could be a D, or even worse, he could be a failed draft pick. Hopefully, it's the, it's the first part. We want straight A's across the board, just like last year. Home runs, that's what we want. And uh, if, if 
if it ends up like last last year's rookie class, this could be another home run class. Another one that stuck out for me there was Rick Leonard uh, from Florida State. He's the offensive tackle. We know we needed some help on the line, but what makes this one interesting is he only played offensive line for one year at Florida State. Very strong up top, still lacks some strength below, uh, but Sean Payton, again, has already come out with his plan with him as far as you could potentially see him in some big packages down towards the goal line as an extra tight end. Uh, you know, kind of the same thing that you saw with Michael Hamana with Nui. Um, you know, you've got Ben Watson coming in. You still have Josh Hill on the roster, Kobe Fleener. Uh, you know, we've talked about him plenty on this show. Don't know if he's going to be around. But as far as the run game, I think that's where Rick Leonard would help the most in his rookie year. Uh, hopefully he doesn't have to come in as a tackle immediately because that means we're fighting injuries again. With that being said, we're going to give that one a C-. minus. He's boom or bust. Well, with that being, we're going to move on to a pick that I absolutely love, and that's Will Clapp. We finally got an LSU player in the Big Easy. We secured a versatile offensive lineman that can play center, guard, and tackle. More importantly, he's going to get a tryout at center, but he has experience across the board. So a, I'm giving that an A right there as far as with Will Clapp goes. We got a Tiger on board, and, and I'm going to tell you that He's going to be around for a long time. Really excited to have Clap uh, uh, around as well. So as far as some draft questions say, uh, let's look at those comments there. Uh, let's see. I don't think the draft was a waste, says Marsha Tross. Look at what we accomplished last year. That being was not a waste. Have confidence in the office. We do have confidence with uh, Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton. Uh, it's just a bit of a head scratcher, and everyone across the NFL thought the same thing. You know, the best pass rusher out there was Bradley Chubb, and after that, that was a, was a big fall-off. You know, we talked about Harold Landry a lot on this show. Marcus Davenport, I thought, in my opinion, would have been behind there. Didn't expect him to be there at 14, and obviously didn't expect him to go at 14. So with that being said, uh, Drew Brees gets another weapon on offense with Central Florida wide receiver Traquan Smith. Um, not a head striker, uh, uh, scratch and move for us there. Uh, we did mention that they would get him another weapon, and they did. Uh, 6'2", 203 out of Central Florida, ran a 4'4". If, if we had to compare him to anyone on the roster right now, that's Ted Ginn Jr. It's probably going to supplement him. Won't see immediate impact from Traquan um, this season, but as, as the older uh, Ted Ginn gets, uh, that's when you're going to see that role for Traquan Smith at this point in time. Uh, I give that a B as well. And so once we break down, the only one that I didn't like, and, and that was... That was the, the Leonard pick, you know. He's, he's, a, he's a guy that only played offensive line for one year, and they took him a little higher than I thought they should. But overall, I think the Saints, they addressed their needs, whether it would be in the draft, in free agency, and in uh, unrestricted free agents with JT Barrett. So, again, I think this team has set the bar high for 2018. I expect big things from this team, as the, as the rest of you do as well. I think they have put all the pieces together. Now we're interested to see how everything shakes out during training camp, preseason, and on into the regular season. If you were a part of the chat last week, we went through the raw, uh, we went through the, through the schedule. It's not easy. If you look at how hard this schedule is ranked, the Saints have the second hardest schedule when it comes to the rest of the NFL. 
Uh, and the NFC South, that's going to be up for grabs again. But as I mentioned last week, 11-5, 4-2 in the division and repeat NFC South champions. We're going to make a big run this year, and that's what I'm really excited. So Denise says, we got what we needed. Great draft. Uh, we will dominate both offense and defense. Unstoppable. I can't argue with it there, Denise. That was a great uh, – I think it was average. You know, there's – not a lot of huge names in there that people are going to recognize but again it checked a lot of boxes and that's the important thing moving forward so uh timothy brown said clap did go late for some reason but so did strife and marcus colson exactly and as you know strife has already zach's already reached out to him he's going to have his number so he's going to rep it well excited to see what clap brings to this offense i appreciate the comment timothy uh let's see uh christopher vincent mentions uh Louisiana Tech's running back, uh, Barton Scott, or so again, uh, Boston Scott, excuse me, as an option. Now, he's not going to take any reps from Kamara or Ingram. With that being said, if they do need a rest, he's a great option. He's not going to be Alvin Kamara 2.0, so don't, don't get any, any feathers and don't get your ruffles in a feather there. So, um, with that being said, I think uh, moving forward, this roster is set up to win and to win now. So, final question here. Corey McGinnis said it'd be great to get Dez, but do we really need him? That's to be determined. I think now with Dez at his age, what he could bring, what he wants to do as an NFL player and how he wants to leave his legacy, I think it is worth a shot. Um, With that being said, there's going to have to be some magic work in the salary cap. But at the end of the day, Dez wants to win and the Saints want to win and they want to win now. Uh, I don't think from a snap count perspective, he's not going to be out there every time. He's not going to take anything away from Michael Thomas. He's just going to make this offense that more dynamic. And you saw glimpses of it last year. So with that said, we're going to close out today's session. Quick session, if you want, go over to iTunes later today. That episode will be uploaded. Houdet Nation Live on iTunes. Go sign up for the newsletter where we can give you up-to-the-date news on New Orleans Saints. Again, thank you for joining us today. My name is Brandon Long. Again, special thanks to Patrick Walker over at Dallas Cowboys and 24-7 Sports. Houdat Nation Live, where we talk your team all the time. I'm Brandon Long. Hope everyone has a great rest of the week. Man, we got Ingram and Camara. That's thunder and lightning. Cool breeze on wrestlers. That's something exciting. We want to block and want to tackle so you don't want fighting. You ever made a guy cry because he can't play when you're hiking? Oh, let them all ain't letting them score. D.A.